to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with Native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Born and raised in Canada's far north, Adrian Sutherland is a roots rocker with heart. His melding of roots, rock, roots, and folk and blues has drawn inspiration from his life, the land, and his Cree culture with songs that ripple far beyond stages. Precious Diamonds, Adrian's second solo album, was produced in Nashville by Colin Linden and mastered in New Jersey by Greg Calby. Adrian and Colin first worked together in 2021 and cut off from the rest of the world during the pandemic. Adrian constructed a recording studio inside a shipping container to record his debut solo album remotely. When the Magic Hits earned nominations at the 2022 Juno Awards and the 2023 Canadian Folk Music Awards, while the title track Magic Hits won Best Music Video from San Francisco's 47th Annual Indian Film Festival. In addition to a musician, Adrian is a respected cultural leader and traditional knowledge keeper who is fluent in his Cree language. He's writing a book for Penguin Random House Canada about being born and raised as a Cree. He cares deeply about many causes and his firsthand perspective on issues like contaminated water, food insecurity, and mental health. So please welcome Adrian to the show. Thanks so much for being yeah, thanks everyone for being here. If you would introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Adrian Sutherland, and I'm from uh, Ottawa, Scott, Ontario, located uh, on the west coast of James Bay in Canada's far north. Yeah, that's way up there, right? What's how's the weather right now? Today, actually, the weather's nice. We've had some uh, um, really nice fall days. Um, it's been an unusually mild fall, so hopefully, uh, hopefully, it, it can hold out a little longer because we're enjoying the weather. Mild. I mean, for us today, uh, when I left the house this morning, it was 51 degrees and that's really cold for us. So, um, Fahrenheit anyways. Uh, so I'm, I'm imagining our, your mild fall is a little bit different for ours. <laughs> uh, yeah. any, any snow yet? No, we've had a little, uh, some snowflakes coming down here and there, but, uh, we don't have anything that's, uh, has stayed on the ground yet. So, but we're <laughs> wow. expecting snow next week. We'll see. Wow. Um, that's still crazy for us Southerners down here. Um, we see snow like once every eight years. So, uh, <laughs> it's a little different. Well, um, you know, I, I listened to some of your music and your songs are really, um, they're really unique. And I, I love not just the storytelling, but, um, the one that you have, um, in Cree. And so I want to get to that, but first you can tell, tell me kind of, you know, how did you get started in music? Is this something it has always been your career path, or or how did you find music? Well, it it, it wasn't always the career path for me. I think uh, as early as when I was probably about seven, eight years old, music was introduced to me through the television. Um, I remember, you know, seeing um, a music video for the very first time, and I was just blown away. I remember being, I remember very clearly. It came on, it was Brian Adams' Run to You music video, and I just remember, it, it, I was just in complete, complete awe of uh, the music, the video, and it was something I found very, very interesting, and I think that really sparked something in me at, at such a young age, and it was always something I wanted to do, you know, I wanted to play guitar, I wanted to make those sounds, and so I, I started, you know, fooling around with the guitar, uh, my mom always had a guitar around, 
and uh, there was there was uh, an old guitar um, that I had gotten, which only had three strings on it, <laughs> and we had I play that thing, you know, all the time, and I would try to make my own little uh, guitar sounds and and even just singing whatever came to mind. I would always try to do stuff. So and then, and then you know, as I got older, I got into a lot of different things, and uh, I you know I got into hip hop, uh, heavy metal, uh, like country. And into my early adulthood, uh, I was starting to write music, uh, original stuff, probably my early 20s. And then for years, you know, I had a family and for years, you know, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I I put it on the shelf and I always kind of came back to it. You know, it, it really called to me for a long time. And as the kids, as the kids got older, I thought, you know, maybe I would, you know, I thought I should go back and kind of see if there's anything there and I did that in 2011 I actually uh, I went back to music and uh, recorded an album and been doing it professionally ever since Uh, that's great Uh, and you know coming up I don't know that was there a lot of um, other native artists that you were able to look up to or you know who were you looking to for inspiration well, yeah, that was, so my earliest inspiration was going to be my mom because she played uh, guitar really well. And uh, she <clears throat> um, learned to play the guitar in, in the residential school because they had access to instruments. Mm. And later on, you know, she would uh, she, she owned a, a motorcycle. And so she would put around with that thing with the that old acoustic guitar strapped to her back. So that was my very earliest inspirations. And. Of course, like uh, like my mom, uh, all her brothers and my uncles, and they all played. They were all rock and roll guys, and they did cover songs, some original. So it was naturally sort of uh, falling into it because I was I was growing up around it. And I remember um, the little place where they would jam and, and rehearse for their shows. I would go and I would just be outside listening, you know, most of the evening or night uh, to the music. And uh, I was really interested in it. I was probably the only kid. I recall like that would go and hang around and just, just listen to these guys jam. And, and uh, yeah, th- those are my early, early uh, inspirations. As far as like other artists, like I don't think I knew of very many people uh, that were like me, First Nation, uh, that right. were doing music out there, you know, in the sort of the professional arena. Um, there, there were a few that kind of inspired me like Cashton. It was a, um, a, a all Inu Cree um, folk duo that was very popular in the late eighties and all through the nineties. So they were probably the only ones that I could probably draw inspiration from in terms of people who are like me. Yeah. So tell me more about this, uh, the song you've now put out that's in Cree. Uh, kind of, how did you get the inspiration for that? And, and I'm also curious to, to know, like how has the reception for that been? Yeah, first uh, the the inspiration came from. I mean, I, I lost my father at a young age, so that that was very difficult for 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 me to um, to experience, you know. And I've been living with that my whole life, the loss of my father. So it's always been um, something I, I I think about every day, you know. Uh, and and I, I wanted to write a song uh, for people like me that have lost their fathers. And I know a lot of people in my life right now, excuse me, a lot of people in my life right now, uh, you know, at our age are beginning to lose their fathers. And I think uh, their, their, their grief is different than mine. You know, I, 
I can't imagine, you know, what people go through uh, having spent their entire lives knowing their fathers and, or their parents. And then, you know, they, they suddenly uh, um, are gone from this, from this earth. And uh, for me, it was a different, you know, experience, but I think uh, I, I just felt like it was important for me to do that. And that's where that song came from. And it was inspired by, you know, uh, by grief and the loss of, uh, of, of fathers. Um, so it, it, I decided to do it in Cree because I'm, I wanted to start writing in my, my language. I'm fluent uh, speaker and I've never really done anything in my language, believe it or not. I mean, it's been, it's been actually really difficult. I find to write in my language because everything sounds differently. Um, Everything is so different when I sing it. The sounds and the syllables are a lot more difficult to like uh, enunciate and to 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 make them into melodies. I find it a lot more challenging than using the English language. So uh, it was actually pretty uh, pretty challenging, but I, I managed to get it done. You know that one, and I had I have another one that's coming out later on uh, in the new year as well. And how have uh, you know, how have your fans reacted to that? You know, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, and and we did like a very soft kind of release. Like, and it wasn't you know we weren't trying to make a big splash with this song, so it it was unbelievable. I mean, it's I think it's done ten times better than any other song I've ever put out. Like, uh, we we basically just kind of quietly put it out. Of course, we we put a little bit of um, resources behind it too, mm-hmm. uh, but most of it's been organic. Um, a lot of the response we've been getting and and. Uh, on social media and, and from different places, I still get people coming by every day and 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 uh, uh, here where I live and saying I really like like that song and thank you for writing that. This morning, I had uh, a young woman come up to me and uh, who who actually lost her father a couple of years ago, uh, who's just down the street from me. They came and said, uh, you know, thank you for writing that song. Um, it uh, I really love it. And, you know, we took us, they took a picture with me in the morning and <laughs> it was kind of, it's kind of weird, but, uh, but you know, there's, there's just so many uh, wonderful comments coming in like that and people that I think are just proud, you know, proud that an artist um, out there who, who is trying to make it in the, in, in this business, who's trying to make their mark and, and, and is putting out music uh, that they can connect with, they, they can relate to and, and it's in their language um Cree is like uh, one of the biggest uh tribes um uh and there's Cree like all, right all across Canada right. uh, and there's Cree even in the states I know in the, in some of the uh, rock um uh, Montana so I mean so then the language for me it was important for me to use that so I can reach all those people uh, right across this country and I I tried to use the language in a way that was more generic so that all dialects could could understand it, and so I used it in uh, in a way so that I could reach everyone you know that understood whether it was Ojibwe or Cree. So the, all those those languages, Algonquin, they're all similar, and uh, I was able to do that, and I'm really I'm really proud of that, and I'm glad I I chose to um, put out a song in my language. Yeah, it's really cool, uh, and I listened to it. It's it's a and it's a beautiful song. Um, I really like that. That was uh, it was really kind of interesting. Um, now you've been you've been making music professionally for for a while now, and so you kind of um, you've gone through the tradition or transition from. Uh, I'm sure you know at one point you were selling CDs to help support yourself, but now with streaming, I, I'm curious to know. And, and I, 
you know, want to talk to more artists about this because I've seen this come up on social media too is nowadays, how is it, uh, if, if fans out there are watching your videos or hearing your songs, what is the best way to support artists now? Um, is it to go and make a Spotify playlist or is there better ways to support artists? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's, you know, we, for, for, I mean, any, anything helps really. I'm going to start with that. Um, right. If you're creating Spotify's playlisting and stuff like that, that definitely helps, you know, getting the exposure, getting the music out there and reaching more audiences. Um, so that for sure does help an artist. Um, purchasing merch from an artist or purchasing their music still, there's still physical, you know, CD cells or vinyl. Those things mm-hmm. are still important when it comes to uh, artists and, and their repertoire, you know, of of things that they need to have in place in order for them to, to do what they, you know, keep doing what they do. Um, and of course, uh, I think uh, c- community radio as well. Like I put my music out to a lot of non-commercial radio because, because um, you know, commercial radio is, is really difficult to break into. So I, um, I work in the sort of lower levels of the, the terrestrial radio and all that stuff. Right. right. Um, and 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 I think it's important because a lot of we we reach a lot of people that way as well, and it, the music gets to um, presented to people through their local community radio stations all over the states. I mean, all over the even Canada and in, in, in Europe as well. We we um, we uh, we try to work those sort of. Uh, so if you hear the songs coming in, you can actually call into your radio stations and request uh these songs i'm if i'm not mistaken you can also call your commercial radio stations and, and request you know songs from your favorite artists that may may have not been you know uh considered commercial worthy or <laughs> right, right. Uh, you're you know it's a tough industry uh, as it is and it's very uh me myself alone i'm up against thirty thousand other artists in canada you know all competing for that one spot on the on the radio a popular radio spot. So it's a, uh, it's anything really helps anything, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see how the, the revenue model has changed with, with Spotify and Apple music and all others. And I, and I don't, and you know, we're seeing it now with Netflix and actors and writers. I, I think we're probably going to see the same thing with, with musicians too. I don't think that revenue model is um, completely flushed out. You know, I've hear, especially like yeah. how all drum groups are talking about it and uh, how, um, it's just not the same way to, that it was, you know, five years ago. Um, no, so. definitely not. I mean, I don't make any money off streaming. I mean, there's, it's, it's nothing really next to nothing. Right. Um, but you'll be happy to know I've made hundreds of dollars in all the years that I've been <laughs> yeah. pushing my music on, on streaming platforms. Really. It doesn't, uh, it's unless you're a Justin Bieber or you're, you know, um, uh, Miley Cyrus or Bruno Mars, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, they get millions and millions of streams and that, that of course pays off. Um, but, uh, it's tough. Like I said, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a tough business for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned you have another song coming out in Cree. What else, um, you know, what's next for you? And, and if people are interested in, in hearing you, you know, in person, are there some places that they can catch you here soon? Yeah, um, so we'll we'll have another Cree song at some point coming out in the new year. We had just released two uh, a double 
uh, two singles. We did a double release of two singles. I don't know if that makes <laughs> sense. We released two singles together at once <laughs> uh, on, on the 13th of October. So those are out. Um, you can check them out. Precious and Diamonds are the name of the song. So Precious is uh, really inspired for, from the the music, the black black uh, community music that came out of, you know, the Mississippi Delta and that whole area where that's where that song kind of came from and, and being oppressed uh, um, as, as a people and, and, and singing about that, that whole experience and how, you know, our land is so precious to us and it, it's got some powwow chanting in there as well. It's a really cool song. It's, it's definitely rooted in blues um um genre so you can check that out i i would recommend it it's it's uh it's a very powerful song i really uh i really i'm proud of that that tune and diamonds is really uh playing on the idea of that we all come from the sky you know made from the sun um uh as people you know we have uh our our some of our origin story uh talk about star people and coming from the sky above so that song was inspired um uh, lyrically inspired by that sort of idea uh, that we have, we came from uh, another place from above. Cool. And any uh, performances coming up that uh, people can catch you at? You know what? It's a tough time for me right now. There's been a lot of changes in my corner. Um, I think a lot of people are being cleared from my path for all the right reasons. Um, so <laughs> we've been uh, just starting to basically reset in terms of performing um, we're looking at, you know, a year and a year and a half right now, trying to secure shows. Right. Most, uh, most venues and, and festivals are, are booking now from about a year, year and a half out. So, uh, I don't have anything to give you in terms of shows. Um, honestly, and, uh, uh, I wish I, I wish I had, uh, uh, more information and more shows that I could definitely share with you, but I'm, that's just the reality right now for me. Um, there's definitely going to be shows coming. Absolutely. And if you're interested in trying to catch, um, any of those shows, you can, you can definitely find that on my website, uh, www.adriansutherlandmusic.com and everything uh, you need to know will be right there. All right. So if you'd like the music, go follow him, uh, hit him up on social media, check out his website. The, sh- the shows are coming, just not yet. So you'll be able to catch him hopefully soon. Well, thanks so much for spending some time with us and, and just talking about your music. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I'm honored to to come and chat with you. Uh, Great, great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Good luck. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. 
So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.